0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. This is Josh, and I'm joined, as always, by Daniel. I'm the host today. I've um, got the new headset. I'm out of the basement um, with all the scruffly footage that you probably heard over the last couple of weeks. Daniel, mate, good to have you on. How's how's life? What's been going on,
1: mate? Life's good. Uh, busy, busy at the moment. Um, not fantasy busy, but just busy in general. Uh, but yeah, a few Spanners thrown into the works this week, uh, with a few players getting picked for origin, namely, you know, Robson and Moses. So it should be a pretty, pretty difficult one, I think, but thank God we still have Heinz to play with.
0: Yeah. The wet hair. It's a sad day for all wet hair. Uh, people out there not getting selected in origin. Strange. I know I put down a, uh, Instagram wasn't even a, a question. It was just a poll. Um, no Nico this week. But good news for fantasy coaches who have held on to him uh, that he's going to back up this week. So pretty handy. And I think it makes him a pretty nice captaincy option this week. I guess it would have been nice to have a crystal ball a couple of weeks ago for those who were probably kind of flipping a coin between a a Cleary and hind sell. The choice is pretty obvious now. But if you weren't a Heinz owner, what would you be doing? Is he? a must-have for this week, do you think? Yeah, I think he's a buy now. Um,
1: the break-even of 79 um, hurts a little bit, but he's under a mil, so he's a pretty good buy and definite captain this week. I bet he's going to go absolutely nuts um, against the Bulldogs this week as well. So, I mean, he does have the buy next round, but I think, yeah, if, if he d- isn't selected this this uh, Origin Game 2 and going into Game 3 if New South Wales win, he probably won't be selected then either. So... Not a safe buy by any means. I like could still get picked for Origin 3 if, you know, New South Wales lose and they want to blood him as the halfback or something like that. Um, but I still think he's a good option to have this week if you need a, an extra half. Although there are some good halves around that um, you could definitely plug and play this week for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely don't mind that chat. And I was just curious, Googled this, Nico Hines, 26 years old. So I guess there's a chance if they lose this game that, he might come in, but I was just trying to wrap my head. It's like, what kind of scenario would there be for Nico Hines to come back for an Origin 3? Like, obviously, if they win uh, the win game too, no chance he's coming back, and they'll probably stick with the same uh, 17 there. But, yeah, I guess there's a chance if they lose it and it's just a, a dead rubber game that he comes in. But, yeah, I don't know. I think, it looks pre- I think it's pretty unlikely. I think it's pretty well locked that you'll get him for... For this week, and then, of course, he plays the, the Round 19 by as well, which is super handy. And, yeah, mate, I agree with you. I think he's, he's a must-have this week. He's a bit of a flat track bully. Nico comes against the, the Dogs this week after they went down to the Storm. I think he could be in for a massive score. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But, mate, apart from that, how, how'd your team go? Because you got the better, better bloke. Uh, points ahead of me this week with uh, where you got a 1,060 odd. Yeah, 1,060, uh, pretty good. There was a lot of 1,000
1: scores out there, but um, it's nice to actually climb up the rankings a bit more. I only jumped another 1,000 odd ranks, but, you know, that's a 1,000 closer. So, um, yeah, moving moving on up slowly, even though you, you jumped as well with another 1,000 score also, right?
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know how many ranks I jumped maybe like 50 odd 20 30 yeah it yeah. wasn't many but it jumped a jumped a few which is always nice yeah, it's narrow and- at the top there once you get there it's hard yeah, to jump yeah. any higher i was pretty happy i was like oh yeah 1040 odd um had garrick in there had cook a few nice scores ponga but then yeah i guess everyone had a pretty good week so yep what can you do the fan team as well to be fair thousand plus as well, making moves. Yeah. Fan um, teams
1: climbing. thanks to everyone that keeps uh, voting on our <laughs> trades every week because you're obviously doing something good. Um, definitely definitely climbing. and I, I assume they're going to be in the top five k by the end of the season just based on how the team is now, although it's very short on trades. So yeah, it'll be it'll be a bit difficult come the later later rounds for sure.
0: We should have established at the start because I know there was a week or two there where the fan team was was beating you, but, yeah, we must have some, like, massive forfeit if the fan team beats us. That would be... uh <laughs> Oh, yeah. We'll have to think of something. We'll, we'll <sighs>
1: talk about it in later pods for sure.
0: <laughs> but, mate, let's get into the team lists. Uh, obviously, a shorter, shorter week this week, not as many games. We'll start with the Cows and the Panthers. Um Obviously, Cows, we've seen a couple with Origin. Tao is is... Um, in Origin and then Val as well, so they're out. Tamalolo comes back in the thirteen with Cotter out, which is a really handy time for them. Um, Reese Robson as well, also in that squad. So Jake Granville comes in to play starting hooker, and interestingly, they don't have a bench hooker here as well for the Cows. Um, no Nanai as well, which is really nice for and Lukey owners. Looks like he's going to play at least 60 minutes. They've got Fine Fiyaku on the, on the bench there. So you can imagine he gets 20 minutes and that rotation is kind of similar to what it was, um, what, like a month or so ago when Luki started playing there. And then Sam McIntyre as well, first game for the Cowboys off the bench. Anything you want to comment on there, mate, that you think I've missed?
1: Uh, no, pretty much covered it for the cows. I think there's a few players that people probably have, like you already said, Lukey, Drinkwater, um, some even, you know, holding onto a Granville over the last couple of weeks. They're probably the players that you're, you're looking to just play this week. Um, when all the origin stars come back in, it's probably going to change a bunch and I don't know if Lukey's going to be a play anymore, but... Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. That'll be fine plays this week. but um good old Jason Tarmelolo coming around through through the origin buys, um, you know, break glass in case of emergency type player um that everyone has picked up over the last couple of years over this origin period.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. It's a pretty risky one to to bring in off the bat. Uh, what's your price at? five fifty. I don't hate it, but yeah, I think you got probably better options in your in your mids. Probably guys like even a Josh King, a lot of people rolling with like a Hopgood, maybe even a Fainu. Uh, so, and what's he coming back off? I can't remember now, like a hammy? No, it was a knee. Was knee. It a calf, sure. knee. Okay. So yeah. it's not like soft tissue, I guess, but. It's always knee injuries um, with Talma Lolo, unfortunately. Yeah. The big bloody tree trunk thighs he has, but yeah, I think he's more one to. Want to monitor versus uh, get him in. But yeah, you know, I've seen him in the run homes where he, you know, goes on these big runs of 60 plus scores. So definitely in consideration for me. But let's go to the Panthers, mate. Panthers have a pretty depleted team as well. Tyron Peachy back in the centers. Uh, Tom Jenkins as well gets his first start on the wing for for Toto. No Luhai, obviously. He's in Origin, so they got Salmon and Cogger there in the halves. And then Zach Hosking's back as well this week, which he was a pretty unfortunate out for those who have held him last week. But yeah, he's back this week, which is good to see. I think I pretty much summed up the Panthers, mate. Is there any other guys on this team? Do you kind of iron off for this round 16 bye?
1: Yeah, not really, to be honest. I mean, if you've held on to a, like a Zach Hosking or, you know, some players in this team, you're probably, you're probably playing them this week, of course. Um, but I wouldn't be rushing to get any of these players in for sure. In draft, though, you know, Matt Eisenhuth kind of looks quite juicy at lock. You know, whenever he's played lock during the buy periods, um, in previous years, he's normally, you know, played big minutes, close to an 80 and, and smashed out a good 50-plus score. So he's not too bad of a plug-and-play option uh, for your draft team if you need an extra middle. Uh, But, you know, guys like Hosking, Sorensen's probably going to play 80. Um, Fisher-Harris, you just never know what his minutes are going to be week to week. So it's kind of hard to pick him up um, at all, ever, really, because he could play, you know, 60 to 70 minutes one week. And then he goes back to playing 20 minutes and he's on the bench for the rest of the game um, next week. So pretty hard there. But Jack Cog is the one that I guess we touched on in previous week or last week when Cleary went down. Um, he kind of came in as the obvious uh, successor to, to Cleary being out and he scored a, a 48 on the weekend. So he's probably the, the better cheap option from this team. But then again, in your halves, if you don't have a Nico or an Olawapu or someone like that, Koga will
0: do a job for you this week. Yeah. I like that shout. There's a lot of good halves options. I feel like guys, yeah. Olawapu, Koga. Even Dejanasi, which we'll probably touch on in a second as well. I don't mind him as a shout. Um, It's a shame. Then you got like Nico's, the kind of obvious choice that you know we both pretty much said is a must-have. But um, yeah, some depth in the halves, which is nice to see. Let's move on to tonight's and the Roosters. I think the big blowout of this one is no um, no Marju for any of the owners who had him. He was obviously really good in that round thirteen buy as well. Apparently he missed the bus. Is that is that yeah. the story that's going on at the moment? Missed the that's bus. That's what I heard. So, yeah, missed the
1: um, bus, So he's stood down.
0: Yeah, Stood down for a week against who he'd probably be running at like a, a Tupo. He's obviously getting those nice uh, cutouts from KP. He's looked pretty good, so shame for those owners. And a blow to my Supercoach team where he is. Um, then also for the Knights... Phoenix Crossland named at 9 again, for anyone who's got him. Played 80 at 9 as well on the weekend, which is good to see. Dylan Lucas in the, um, in the edge spot with uh, Tyson Frizzell in origin as well. Apart from that, pretty much stock standard. Then we've got the Roosters. Uh, they've got a new halfback, Sandon Smith, who was playing off the, ed- off the interchange last week, the week before. He comes in to play halfback. Joey Miner goes back to fullback, which is good to see, and definitely a hold for anyone who has him. Billy Smith also named to start in the centers, which is good to see, and I think he's a hold still if anyone still has him. Jake Turpin as well. This is actually... The Roosters have a lot of relevant news this week. Jake Turpin has that nine spot again. Drew Hutchinson's on the bench, but, yeah, Jake Turpin looks really interesting. Get Tupanua also moves to the edge um, as well. I guess I've just thrown a lot out there, mate, but do something with that. What do you think of those two teams?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some good news for the Knights in that Caelan Ponga named it fullback, and because, you know, Reese Walsh is doing so good in the origin realm, he's picked again for game two. So Caelan Ponga kind of emerges as a pretty obvious kind of choice at at fullback, especially at the price he's at. Um, If you didn't pick him up, you know, two weeks ago when everyone else did, he's only 500k, so he's still quite cheap. And with a break-even of three, you can pretty safely pick him up this week. The only issue is he's not going to be playing uh, round 19 because he already played uh, round 13. I think his two buys were 13-16, so he got to play those games and, yeah, he'll be on a buy in 19. But for the run home, the Knights won't have any more buys, so still a
0: good purchase there. Just to cut you off there quickly, mate, um, I guess if you're... A lot of people think in wing of fullbacks now. A lot of people have Buller. People are probably considering, you know, and probably have two or three of these being a Ponger, being a Garrick, and being a Scotty Drink. Who are your top two out of those last three options that I just mentioned?
1: Oh, for this week?
0: Yeah, for this week,
1: moving forward. Uh, oh, geez, that's a hard question, to be honest. Um, I think top two at the moment, Garrick at centre. Um, because he's playing at centre for Manly, he's actually getting a lot more involved in the play. So I think Garrick's probably one that I'd keep up there. And I think Buller is another one that I think is up there in terms of scoring potential. But I think Ponga, you know, the way he the way he plays and him back at fullback, yeah, I think he's a must-have going forward. Because then when you think of, if you think of your wing of fullbacks um, at the end of the season, you probably want, I don't know, guys like um, Luttrell, you know, Edwards, uh, Chuck Tedesco in there if he comes back and he's, you know, good towards the back end of the season. Reese Walsh is also in tremendous form. So there's there's some good players there to pick from, but I think if you're looking for cheaper options that you can pick up this week and play and potentially hold, you're looking at, yeah, Ponga, Buller, Garrick as your options. As
0: long as Garrick stays in center, he's a huge, huge pod, I think. Yeah, I really like him there as well. Um, especially when he's getting that ball from DCE, early ball, puts on some footwork. He was just insane. I turned on that game, you know, last probably like thirty minutes and Garrick's just chucking on a clinic, scoring left, right and centre, kicking goals. Yeah. Really nice watch to see in your in your team there. And it would be massive if he gets this duel in a couple of weeks too, it'd be really handy, especially with like Manu's been a little bit underwhelming, Lemuelu, Jack Bird going down. It'd be a pretty handy switch back up to, the, switch up to the centers as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But sorry, mate, I'll let you get to the Roosters now. Um, what do you think about their team?
1: Yeah, I guess to finish off the, with the Knights team, there's not really much oh. else,
0: to be honest. Ponga was
1: really the only only big one. Obviously, if you've held on to, if you've picked up Gagai and held on to him because he hasn't been picked in Origin, he's pretty good, but... Outside of that, I don't think I'm looking to buy any of these Knights players yet. Um, you're probably holding players like, you know, Crossland, uh, maybe even Leo Thompson still, but um, Elliot hasn't really provided scores based on his minutes yet, so I'd still be watching him for the time being. For the Roosters, though, Manu to fullback, like you said, he's a hold if you've got him. Billy Smith, same deal there. Uh, I think the big one is Turpin. If you don't have him um, and you had Reese Robson this week, he's a guy to look at. To bring in, most likely going to get a big score again this week. Uh, just makes tons of tackles. I think he made 68 tackles last week through the middle. So crazy numbers from him and not many missed. So he should put out another big score this week for the Roosters. The only caveat against that is that Brendan Smith comes back in round 19. So you probably get another two to three weeks out of uh, Turpin before he becomes a sell. But yeah, plenty of weeks there to make some cash um, before you sell him in the for the round 19 buy. Yeah, outside of that, for this Roosters team, I wouldn't be looking at Sand and Smith just yet. Give him a couple of weeks to see if he's even, you know, holds this spot uh, with um, Sam Walker obviously still injured, but can definitely come back in. And even Joey Manu moving back into the halves
0: is still an option, but I wouldn't be looking at any of these other Roosters players, I don't think. Yeah, I think that's a good chat. And I want to circle back to that um, chat about Jake Turpin and, kind of have the best hooking options for this buy round and the next one. But let's power through the rest of these team lists first. So the Eels obviously had the big win. Clint Gartherson had a massive game. He's still there at fullback, as I mentioned. Dejan Arcee. And then pairing him in the halves is Ryan Madison, which is pretty interesting. Then Josh Hodgson's out. So Brennan Hand's starting in the 9 spot, and then pretty much same as named, you know, in the last couple of weeks. Mitch Moses obviously drops out of that team as well, playing Origin. For Manly, they've got a bit of a depleted team as well. No DC, obviously, no Turbo. So Jake Arthur comes in to play his former team, which will be interesting to see. KO Weeks at fullback for the Seagulls. Fainu keeps his spot there as well in the second row. So hopefully he's not another late switch this week. What are your thoughts on those two, mate?
1: Yeah. So para pretty, pretty good last week. Hey, um, Hopgood had a bit of a rough game because there wasn't exactly much tackling to do through the middle with the amount of, you know, line breaks and tackle busts that the rest of the team were making, but um, hopefully he comes good this week. Uh, Madison, I wouldn't be looking at too soon just yet at five, eight, just because he's got a huge break. Even I know he's an extra number as a mid this week, but I just think that it's just too risky and the score might not be there for him at five, eight and RC as well. There's a lot of good halves this week. And I just don't think he's one that will spend enough time there to make enough cash. So I probably wouldn't go near him at the moment. They're probably the only real players that I've Kinda of got my eye on hands as an interesting one at Hooker as well. Um I don't know what kind of minutes he's gonna play there, but it looks based on the bench that he's gonna get close to eighty. I don't see another bench hooker, you know, taking that spot and there's no real utility players around other than maybe Bryce Cartwright moves into to the halves or something like that and Arcee goes to Hooker. I don't know really. There just doesn't seem like there's someone else that can can play Hooker outside of hands. So it looks like he's on for some big minutes there and should have a pretty handy score, but I wouldn't be rushing out to get him by any means, but if you've got him, you know he'll he'll do your job this week, uh, pff, mate. That's probably it from the from the Parramatta team. Manly, on the other hand, I want to get your opinion though. Uh, what are you thinking about Fenu? Because obviously he's an extra mid number this week, and there's not really many good mids going around. But would you pick him up at this stage? You know, with a few players coming back for for Manly in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, I'm still. Decently happy to have him there, mate. Uh, you know, it was a shame he didn't get as many minutes last week, but a 30 is not the end of the world. Yeah, fingers crossed he gets, you know, another 70-odd minutes, and he gets that, you know, base we know he can get there. Tricky if you didn't have him this week. It's just, yeah, the, the mids this week are kind of hard to... Like, there's just no one that great. There's a lot of good edges, probably the next best Mid is like you're looking at a Nat Butcher who, yeah, not super keen on either. Uh, Like a a Clemmer or, yeah, there's a lot of good edges this week, but not many good mids. So I don't mind it just because he's cheap. He's still going to make a bit of money, I think. So that's why I was kind of happy to lock him in last week. This week it's a little bit more awkward, but I think I'm still happy to do it. What about yourself?
1: Yeah, I think if you don't have him already, you probably avoid him for now. I think you're, if you want a scorer in your, in your mids, you might want to go someone like a, a Sorensen that's kind of proved that he's going to hold his spot um, instead of him, because it's just way too risky, I think. I don't think he's going to score enough points in the in the coming weeks to make huge gains for you, um, especially with the fact that they're putting Boulomar on an edge as well so yeah i think i'd avoid him if i had the option i i traded him out as soon as he got moved to the bench because i had him i had host for fanu last week and i uh reversed that trade as soon as i saw the the manly team list and i mean host only got a 24 but luckily it was amongst my emergencies so i've got a still got the issue of host on my on my bench unfortunately
0: yeah actually i really like that um and chat i think he's a really handy player for this week he could. Yeah, get another 60 plus. But yeah, apart from that, there's just not many other great options. Like a Tamalolo honestly comes into calculations <laughs> yeah. um, for me. But yeah, I don't mind doing it just to kind of like free up some cash and do some other things if, you, if you're that way inclined. But yeah, I'm just scrolling through now, mate. It's a bit of a wasteland, honestly, for this week. Like a Joe Yeah. Oh,
1: you don't money. really want to waste
0: money on yeah. those mids as well. They're kind of mids
1: that you get for one week and then you kind of get out anyway. You've got to get out of your team before the end of the season anyway. So I, th- I feel like you're better off saving those trades or just not making them and just, you know, going a mid or two down this week. Like I I think I'm only going to play with one mid in Hopgood this week and just bite the bullet. But yeah, it's up to up to you, I guess. If you if you really need to climb rank and you you're, you're struggling, then yeah, maybe make the trade. Otherwise, you can hold on to them.
0: Wow, that's an interesting shout if you save the trade. Yeah, I'd definitely lean more Fino versus Nobody if you've got, assuming you've got enough trades to do it. But, um yeah, that's a tricky one. Yeah, tough, tough choice. Tough choice. But let's move on, mate. We've got the Tigers and the Storm here. The interesting one from the Tigers for me is Jake Simkin comes in at nine to replace uh, Appy, obviously, with a broken jaw. Sean Bloor is into the uh, starting edge spot about two months too late, unfortunately for me. (laughs) And then Johnny back in the 13 as well. Talon De Silva, who's a up-and-coming nine, is also there on the bench. So I don't think Jake Simkin will play 80 minutes hopefully around the kind of like 55-plus. Anything um, else that caught your eye there, mate, for the Tigers?
1: No, no, you pretty much said it. Jake Simpkin, pretty much, yeah, get him in. He'll play 60-odd minutes, make a 40-plus a score, and at 220K, he's going to make a ton of cash until Appy's back. So I think it's a pretty safe, uh, safe buy there in Simpkin.
0: Interesting. Okay, well, now we've kind of covered the two guys that – I guess a lot of people are considering this week. People are probably thinking about whether they go a Jake Simpkin or whether they go a Jake Turpin. The Battle of the Jakes. So what's your advice there, mate? Assuming you've got enough cash to do both, uh, which way would you be leaning? Assuming you're downgrading a uh, Grease Robson, I guess.
1: Yeah, if you don't have either of them, I aim for Simpkin. Just the fact that he plays sixteen and nineteen, and he'll be playing until I think round twenty or twenty-one because I think Appy's out for six weeks. So, um, yeah, I think I'd lean a Simpkin, and especially because he's you know basement price. Uh, Turpin will score higher um, this week, but I think his his longevity in the squad is yeah minimal. I've I've just got a feeling when Brendan Smith comes back, he'll still be playing in the team Turpin, but he just won't be playing the minutes that he has been over the last couple of weeks. So um, if you need big scores, Turpin, but if you want someone that's going to stay in there and make you cash Simpkin, cause he'll still score,
0: you know, 40 plus um, in the hooker role. Yeah, that's a nice shout there, mate. I agree, but I also disagree from my personal team. I think it's a kind of tricky decision, especially for people who are running with a decent amount of players who will have the buy next week in round 17, so the Tigers, the Sharks and the Bulldogs all have the buy yeah. so it's going to be that kind of tricky week where you want to get 17 there I already have 5 people from those teams so I'm going to be in a bit of a tricky situation you know, whether I go a week early on selling maybe Carl Olawapu or something like that so then, if I get Jake Simpkin as well, um, yeah, <laughs> that one. means I'll have, yeah, what, uh, 12 for round 17, which leaves me, yeah, pretty vulnerable. That's why I'm leaning Jake Turpin, even though that sentence kind of disgusts me to, to say out <laughs> loud. Um, I've obviously been kind of critical of him the last couple of weeks, but to be fair, he's just making, yeah, 60 odd tackles each week you kind of bank those points. Looks like he's going to get that, you know, roll for the next, yeah, at least couple of weeks. What did you say? Brandon Smith is maybe like a, a 19 or an 18 return. Yeah, um, I think 19 was what it said on
1: NRL.com, but, yeah, they have the buy in around 19, so he will be back around 20 at that point.
0: But, yeah, Jake Simkin, I think, is the ideal preference. but look at your team, make sure you've got enough for both weeks because... Yeah, otherwise Yeah, it's just yeah, you're leaving yourself a little bit too vulnerable, I think. And yeah, Turpin, I wish you played that round nineteen by as well. Obviously Simkin does, but I guess anything else you want to add on that chat, mate, it's a pretty I think it's kind of a team dependent decision if you're if you're doing it, but Yeah, just base it yeah. off who you've got, pretty much. Because yeah, dogs,
1: sharks and tigers, they'll play both by rounds, but you have to Uh, cop the round 17 by so if you have too many of them in your team you're gonna have to play round 17 with you know less than a full 17 players so yeah definitely calculate
0: how many you have okay sweet glad we got on onto that storm mate we've uh yeah pretty pretty typical i guess with you know their outs this week so pez it comes in for munster No, Eli Katoa, anyone who has held on to him. So Tarek Sims comes in on the edge there. Nelson Solomona had a good game on the weekend. Garlick's playing hooker for Grant. I doubt there's much you want to touch on here, mate, but I'll give you the floor anyway. Um, Anything to add?
1: Yeah, not really, to be honest. Uh, I think Hughes is a pretty good option this week in terms of scoring, but I don't think you probably want him long-term as soon as Munster comes back in, he loses all that, um, scoring because they kind of share the minutes there. Uh, well not minutes, share the points there. Um, Nass was good early season, but I don't know how good he's going to be towards the back end. He'll probably have some big 60 plus scores, but nothing, you know, consistent. Yeah. I think it's very hard to pick up anyone in this team at this point. Uh, yeah i think i just avoid them all together to be honest
0: probably a good shout there mate and then let's smash through these last two as well sharks pretty much unscathed from origin um have they got anyone in origin now not sure maybe but i don't think so um, to be honest yeah Yeah, hey, full Nico, team. full team yeah so as name the sharks looking the favorites there over the, over the dogs. Carlo Oluapo obviously had a really nice week. Braden Burns is there on the wing for the Fox. And I really like him as kind of like a free agent draft pick this week if you got him. Ocumbo has that spot on the edge still and he's been doing pretty solidly. And that's pretty much it, mate. Um, anything else you want to touch on there? Uh,
1: Chris Patolo was pretty good in the front row uh, last week, and he gets that spot again, so he'll make a little bit of cash, but he's named as a, well, he's marked as an edge in NRL Fantasy, so probably not one that you want to play this week. If he was a middle, I'd be pretty, well, not very keen, but, you know, he's another option to get as a bit of a cheapie, but, yeah, unfortunately, not marked as such. Uh Kiraz is, a, is probably as cheap as you're going to be able to get him. And he's a gun winger fullback on his day. I think he, at 460k, if you need a winger fullback, is another one you can definitely go for this week with um, him bottoming out. So, yeah, Jacob Kiraz, get him in if you can.
0: Okay, sweet, mate. Well, let's skip the draft chat for this week because I'm guessing a lot of uh, leagues probably have the buys this week. Um, but have a look on your waivers if you do play those weeks. See if anyone's dropped people to to bring in for this week um, to kind of get that full team. If you see any any steals there, I think for me personally, I'm happy to take an L this week if it means I can grab a couple of really nice players for the run home. Uh, is there anything else you want to touch on, mate? Any any of the buyers you want to you want to discuss that we haven't gone over already?
1: I mean, yeah, we've kind of done buy hold cells just by going through the team list, to be honest. Like your buyers in Simpkin, Turpin um, as hooker options to replace Robson uh, in the halves, you know, your coggers and whatnot. There's some some good options there and Hines as well if you don't have him at the moment. Uh, but I don't think there's any like big cells jumping out to me at the moment, to be honest. Like you're holding, you're holding Joey Manu. You're probably, if you're holding onto an Alamotti, he might be one to sell, but it depends what your centers kind of look like at the moment. Cause there's not a ton of players that you probably, most people have in their centers to be playing this week and next week because, uh, and next buy around because Alamotti plays both 16 and 19. So it's pretty handy to have him in your team if you don't at the moment. So yeah, I think this is, might be one of those weeks where you're, you're kind of picking up dogs and tigers plays for the next two buys and you just cop the next, the hit from round 17 um and just, yeah, see how you go through the rest of the season because it's pretty hard to pick, to be honest, this week. It
0: is pretty hard to pick. And, yeah, I agree with that, mate. You just, you'd probably consider selling some of these guys you have that aren't, aren't playing this week, whether it's like, you know, a Damien Cook or even you're looking at like a, a Tarpenny and guys like that. The uh, You yeah. could sell off to just try and get those extra numbers this week and then you'll just... Yeah, you're looking at the top options for For each position like your Hopgoods, your Batemans Nico Hines um, Ponga, Garrick These kind of guys you can kind of Get some solid scores For this week hopefully you don't get too many That leave you too short for that round 17 buy. But yeah man I think from that we've, we've covered it pretty well I think we kind of talked a little bit About Lukey I think he's Probably the only hold that is worth mentioning here or if you've got, you know, multiple halves and you're considering selling like a Olawapo for, you know, another number somewhere else, I'd be really tempted to hold him even if he's not going to play in your team this week. Just because now he's got that big score and he's average, he should make another couple of good price rises. Yep. But, mate, I think that's it.
1: Yeah, pretty much covered it. We'll do the buy, hold, sell post uh, this afternoon, and then we'll also do a bit of a fan Q&A because I forgot to put up the post, of course. We'll do a fan Q&A on the Friday afternoon um, to cover off anyone's questions through our Instagram stories, so keep an eye out
0: there. You beauty. Well, thanks, mate, for for going at it again, and good luck, everyone, this week.
1: Thanks for listening to the Footy Brains Podcast. Please follow us at Footy Brains Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and if you'd like to further support us in what we do, you can do so through Patreon, All links are in our socials bio or through the link tree in the episode description. Good luck and we'll see you next week.